What is the largest city in the United States? If I told you to go to hell, it's a good thing. How could that be a good thing? Well, you'll find out. This is Season 7 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy, and we scoured the internet this week and other sources to find out this information just for you. Plus, we'll answer your question in the mailbag segment and in the news. He robbed the bank for how much? Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. your totally useless GPS. It's time for geography. So get lost with Nick and Roy. Uh, first of all, Happy New Year. Let's hope 2023 is a great year and with totally useless information. Happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Also, I want to bring something up because it's New Year's and we have to thank on our show. We have some people that really put a lot of time into stuff. Mm -hmm. And I want to say a special thank you to Elaine for doing all that she does. Whatever she does. (laughs) (laughs) All that she does, whatever it is that she does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She has no job title because we don't know actually what she really does, but (laughs) thank you for doing what you do, whatever it is that you do. Yeah, whatever it is that you do. No, she's she's great. She's she really is great. I I concur. So many years ago in the Bronx, uh, I grew up in the Bronx. Roy uh, grew up in the Bronx and then moved to Florida. I moved to Toronto, Canada. And I lived on the Grand Concourse. Originally, right? The the Grand Concourse, yes, it was designed by Louis Alloy Reese. An immigrant from Lorraine, France. Reese, I think it's how, how you pronounce his name. It's Reese, I don't know. He first conceived of the road in 1890, and the concourse was built between 1894 and 1909, with additional extension in 1927. Now, the development of the concourse led to the construction of apartment buildings, which is where I lived, surrounding the boulevard. And by 1939, it was called the Park Avenue of Middle Class Bronx Residents. Yeah, he said, you stupid Americans, you will call it the concourse. I am French. I am pompous. I will call it the grand concourse. It is grand. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. Oh, my God. The northernmost point of Ireland, Northern Ireland, that's what it's called, Northern Ireland, right? It's not the northernmost point. It's wrong. What? Yes, there's a northernmost point of Ireland is called the Inner Shown Peninsula, Banabas Crown. Now, of course, it's a very long name because I guess the Irish were drinking a lot and didn't know where it was. So they made the name very long so they could sober up by the time they finish it. <laughs> 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 no, that's not. Irish people are cool. They are. So, but, but the northernmost point is much more north than Northern Ireland. And, of course, it's called, like I said, Inishowen Peninsula, Banabas Crown. Well, it's just like asking how south is South Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> Nuts to you. Uh, no, not you, but you. A town in Washington has a tree. First you tell me to go to hell. Now but, you say nuts to you. Yeah. Who, what side of the bed did you wake up on? Well, it is a new year after all. I'm turning a new yeah. leaf, a new maple yeah. leaf. No, no, no. I, I told you, going to my teaser, which is coming up next, by the way, it's mm-hmm. a good thing. It's a very good thing. All right. So nuts to you. There's a town in Washington that has a treetop bridge 
over a very busy road that's big enough for squirrels. That's it. Just squirrels. And it's and where is this? A, a town in Washington. They won't disclose where it is for obvious reasons. The state know. of Washington in the United States. That's correct. They're it's- all smoking pot there, Nick. That's why they made the squirrel thing. It looked cool. Look at look, it. Look, look at the little squirrels. <laughs> but the Let's name make a toll. <laughs> a toll road. But here's you want to the- go? Two nuts, two acorns. <laughs> <laughs> two nuts, no waiting. But here's the name. But the the name of the bridge is the Nutty Narrows Bridge. Oh no! Yes. <laughs> I love that. See, folks, this is the type of nonsense that you learn on the show. Listen, but laugh, and learn. Yeah. yeah, you got to sit back and go. Is that for real? Yep. China, China is huge. Yes. Chinese men, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Listen, I've already insulted the Irish, the French, and now the Chinese. I'm on a roll. We're only like two things in. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. But China well. is huge. Mm-hmm. But listen to this. The westernmost point of China is closer to Germany. I thought you were going to say it's closest to the northern tip of Ireland. No, listen, it's closer to Germany than it is to the easternmost point of China. Really? Oh, That's how big China is. The westernmost point is closer to Europe and, and Germany, which is the middle of Europe, than it is to the easternmost point of China. Pretty cool. It is. All right. Here's my teaser. I'm not going to tease you anymore. Go to hell. There's a village in southern Norway called Hell. Mm. It's so named, you go there. You they, go to hell. Exactly. Go to hell. It is named after the overhanging cliff caves in the area. Hell means luck in Norwegian. And it's one of the coldest places to survive on Earth with temperature as low as Minus 25 degrees Celsius. So, yes, every winter it does freeze over. So the Norwegians do go to hell. That's right. And hell freezes over every winter. And they think it's lucky. That's right. The word hell is lucky. The Norwegians are screwed up. They're almost as screwed up as the Irish, the French, and the Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) Four down. Four down, sixty-four to go. That's right. <laughs> well, right now we're currently, we're currently, as of this broadcast, currently sixty-six country and counting down. Now, I'm I am not objecting to saying bad things about any country or any group of people. Right. And not that includes the United States. Right. Who voted for Joe Biden? Right. <laughs> That's enough said. Okay, my teaser. Yes. What is the largest city in the United States? Los New Angeles. York. Los Angeles, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. No. No? It's Sitka, Alaska. Who? Sitka, Alaska. Alaska. Not Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Idaho, Alaska. Sure. No. It's Sitka, Alaska. 10,000 people. That's all that live there. But it's the largest state in the United States. Oh, and by the way, the second is not New York or L.A., it's Juneau, Alaska, Ju- second largest state in the United you States. You mean city. You mean city. You said state. A uh, city. I'm sorry, yeah. city. Yes, yeah, city. Excuse but me, you I'm see, sorry. because it's so big, it's like a state, but it's really a city. And of course, the largest state is Alaska. But right. Go ahead. We think okay. it's, we think it's Texas, yeah, but it's okay. Alaska. How about some dirty trash talk in the sweetest? You already city- did that. You told me to go to hell. No, no. There's more. There's more, man. Boy, I'm really, st- I'm really starting off 2023 with a real bang, aren't I? The sweetest city of Malmo is talking dirty 
to, and it takes it to a whole new level in its latest effort to clean up the streets. They've installed mm. talking garbage cans that dish out racy audio messages for being mm -hmm. fed trash. And authorities are hoping for an increase in rubbish being deposited. Pedestrians that drop trash in one of the two bins in the city's bridge, and it's not the Nutty Bridge or whatever it was in Washington, mm -hmm. those who, who drop into one of the two bins are rewarded with extremely positive feedback in a sultry female voice who offers a range of responses. And of course, because of the research that we do here on totally useless information with Nick and Roy, here's what it sounds like after you deposit some garbage in one of the city's bins. No. Oh my God. That's the right. Swedes are out of their mind. That's right. They go. I've insulted four countries so far. But you know how you in insult the Swedish? How? You buy a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be a moron. So could you imagine, though? So you I, you intentionally put garbage in there so you can hear, oh, yeah, right there. Yes. Mm, a little bit more to the left next time. Wow. Yeah. That's with a Volvo, the new Volvo. You get in, it says, please stick the key in here, in this slot. <laughs> Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Put in the key. Oh. <laughs> New York. New York is big. How big is it? Not as big as, big as China or June or Alaska, <laughs> but New York. New York is big. Yeah. But did you know it's so big in population that in population, not landmass, population, okay. sheer population. Okay. 42 buildings in New York. Now, we spoke about the Empire State Building having its own zip code. Right. There are 42 buildings, the Empire State Building, the MetLife Building, the Woolworths Building, yeah, and yeah. the Chrysler Building are just some. There are 42 buildings that have their own zip code. I worked at 30 Rockefeller Plaza years ago, as some of you may know or not know. It had its own zip code, 10112. 30, yeah. 30 Rockefeller Plaza is the only building in New York that has 10112, one of 42 buildings, as you mentioned, that have their own For zip For those code. of you that don't know, Nick worked for NBC at that time. Right. Which at the time NBC was a real news network. <laughs> Listen, they were sued years ago, uh, or they sued the uh, the NBC, the National Biscuit Company. And guess who won? The Peacock Eight. did. Yeah, the Peacock did. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope you had a very, very uh, joyful and wonderful holiday season. And if you're hungover, man, from New Year's, we'll talk nice and slow. Yeah. And if your head is in the toilet, then just put it on pause and finish. Has, <laughs> listen, it has great stereo sound. Welcome to the Totally Useless Information Fashion Show. Great acoustics in the in the bathroom, isn't there? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I most, heard you sing in the shower. I was going to say, that's why most people sing in the shower. And also, <laughs> a car is also um, a great uh, place to sing because of the... That's how, Nick, that's how Nick got thrown out of most of the gyms that he went to. <laughs> what a doll. Up until the start of the 19th century, models were not used to showcase garments. No, no, no. Fashion companies would use dolls instead. It was cheaper. Right. As yeah. smart. And so they didn't use live people. No, they used dolls. Which is so much smarter. You just travel to the place, set it up. People can walk over and touch it. 
I think it's so much better. But you know what? But when you really think about it, based on how the the models like make themselves up these days, I think the models today have as much plastic that the dolls did years ago. Maybe more. Maybe more. Yeah. And they run up and down the the runway so fast. How do you see the clothes? The dolls at least you can walk over and touch it. In yeah. fact, I got thrown out of a fashion show by feeling up a mannequin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but <laughs> realizing afterwards it wasn't a mannequin. I thought it was a garbage receptacle. That's right. <laughs> it was a garbage receptacle, and it went. Oh, the sea stallion. <laughs> oh. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> fashion week, it started in New York. Right. In 1943, during the war. Oh. Because World War II stopped the French fashions from reaching the United States, the U.S. designers said, we can't lose all this money. So they got together and created a showcase for an entire week called Fashion Week, which then after the war, the French picked up on it, the Italians in Milan, and so on and so on. I think there's like 20 different Fashion Weeks now in different countries there are now this is a great segue there was this was not going to be my next uh fact but i'm going to make this a segue because it's very similar so my next uh the topic i'm going to tell you next is about fashion shows the most prominent fashion weeks as you mentioned were held in fashion capitals of the world but but my fact is this so there's your fact about it all started in new york the fashion weeks start and in chronological order go through new york then London, then Milan, then Paris, or otherwise, or otherwise known as the four, the Big Four. So you yeah. talked about fashion shows, but my fact is in chronological order. It chronological order starts in New York, goes to London, then Milan, and then Paris. Wow! Yeah. How old is cotton? We oh. use cotton for clothing, right? Sure. We use cotton for a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why we're here, right? The the indigenous river valley civilization, the indigenous river valley Mm -hmm. civilization, started using cotton, we believe, in 3000 B.C. Wow. Before Christ. Yeah. Wow. So, like, when we think back, we think back, like, oh, wow, before Christ is really old. These people are running around with, like, leaves on their privates, you know? Yeah. No, they had clothes. They had cotton clothes, you know? They had Pretty cotton, cool. They had cotton fig leaves. They were like the first artificial plants. Yeah. Yeah, I tried that with a fig leaf one time. But yeah. It just kept going up in the air and, yeah. you know, didn't exactly. cover anything. Yeah. <laughs> it also fanned the flames. Uh, hold on to your hats, or hold your hats, rather. Japanese warriors wore their hair up in a small ponytail after shaving the front of their heads. And you're thinking, this is stylish, right? Well, no. Yeah. In contrast to the man bun of today, have you ever had a man bun? Uh, yes, I did, actually. Yeah. I had, Well, I, I don't know if you call it a man bun, but I had a big tail. You know, I had a rubber band in it. It was very long. Yeah. Very stylish, Nick, you know? Yeah, I know. I yep. remember that. I remember grade five. Nick had a ponytail, but his was actually on a pony. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the only way I can get a ponytail. Uh, yes, I am follically challenged. And uh, if I point my head uh, northwest, I reach Australia. <laughs> so Japanese warriors wore their hair up. I don't even know what that means. But Japanese warriors wore their hair up in a small ponytail after shaving the front of their heads. This wasn't just for fashion. It helped their helmets stay secure on their heads. 
yeah, sure. Probably made it smoother in the front to put a helmet on. That's right. Smooth in the front and the tail in the back. I thought for years Nick was wearing a helmet, but I was wrong. Oh, yeah. Mary Phelps in the early 1900s was going to a dance class. She was probably a wealthy woman, and she wanted extra breast support because she jumped around doing all these plies and splits and, you know. Mm -hmm. So get ready, Nick. Ingenuity kicked in. And Mary sewed two handkerchiefs, her husband's handkerchiefs together, and placed them around her breasts and tied them in the back. And thus, the modern bra was invented. Wow. Mary Phelps in, invented the bra in, what was the year? 19, uh, the early 1900s. Sure. I think it was 1904. Wow. You know, yeah. I, I heard you flip your page on that. How many lines of content did you have for that one fact? Were you stuffing your papers there? Were you like stuffing the bra information? For those you? for those people that are listening, I'm laid up. My back is really bad. Yeah. So I'm not responsible for anything I say for the drugs that I'm on. <laughs> yes. It'll be also, a, yes. there's no way for me to turn my pages without lifting it up and flipping it around. That's right. So, so go to hell, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. That's the nicest thing you've told me this year. There you go. I'm by a Volvo while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get enough of that, you six. No, no. I can't. <laughs> and I'm on drugs. <laughs> That's right. So we we will um, we will not um, we, we won't explain anything that happens here on this show. Not that we ever do anyway. Uh, Barbie's, you know, the the very famous and iconic Barbie doll, right? The Barbie doll. Barbie's very first outfit. You know, Barbie is the foremost popular doll in the world. You know, she wore a white and black striped swimsuit. Mm. Barbie was the brainchild of Ruth Handler in the early 1950s after noticing that her daughter preferred playing with adult women paper dolls rather than the ones representing children. So Ruth realized that there was no real three-dimensional doll equivalent, so she created the Barbie doll. So now if you want to find out uh, what her real name was, if you go back to season one, Barbie's full name is... I have to go back to season one to find out. Or do I tell them now? Should I tell them now? What's I don't know. I think we make them. You know, you can go to nickandroy.com. Yeah. You can listen to all of our shows. Okay. I, you know what? Tell I'll, them. Tell them. Now. All right. I'll tell nah, them. No, no. Make them wait. No, nah, come tell on. Them. Tell them. Tell them. Barbie Millicent Roberts is her full name. Barbie Millicent Roberts and her can very. Can you imagine, folks, if you do listen to the show, yeah. we give this crazy information, but it is so cool that she had a middle name, too. She did, and that's when, uh, you know, well, you know why, because when Barbie misbehaved, like when she was like, uh, you know, going around with Ken, you know, her mom would say something like, Barbie, Millicent Roberts, get here right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes it stern. Yeah, it does. Okay. Sneakers. Yes. Gym shoes, tennis shoes, mm -hmm. so many different names. What do you call them in Canada? Running shoes. Really? You yeah. call them running shoes? Running shoes, Okay, yeah. see, see how different it is? All over. Yeah. Uh, in New York, we call them sneakers. Sneakers, yeah. Because okay, and sneakers was the actual term for them. Okay, and they were invented by Keds in 1917. Keds came out, and they invented the sneaker, and of course, it was a super big success right off the bat. So literally about a year later, Converse comes out with their first sneaker. 
Ked's first sneaker got the name. They they were in the room saying, what are we going to call this thing? And somebody that was wearing them came into the room behind somebody and said, don't sneak up on me like that. And thus, sneakers get their name. Of course, it takes a place like New York, you know, for them to come up with something like that. Sneak from, you know, sneak up on somebody from beyond. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Nick, Nick, I hate to interrupt you, even yeah. though I do it like 80 times per show. 80, 84, but go on. Who's counting? <laughs> who's counting, right? <laughs> Listen, you got to go to our website. Not only do we have the birthday messages, which have become so insanely popular, Nick and I, we work all day long. Thank you. But. We now do anniversaries. So go to nickandroy.com. Click on the birthday message. And for a special limited time, if you buy a birthday message or an anniversary message, you will get 12 months of the VIP Totally Useless Information newsletter. Wait, wait, Nick, wait, 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 hold on. Who authorized this? So wait a minute. If they order a birthday or anniversary message, we're giving them a 12-month subscription to Totally Useless VIP newsletter? 12 issues of the totally useless information so not only do they get to listen to the show right but they get right. insider information right and they they get to speak with us about forming the show new categories things that they would want to see guests that they want us to get and we're going to listen to the people that listen to us you know what on second thought, I think it's a great idea. So if you go to nickandroy.com slash on birthday slash anniversaries right at the top, you'll see all the information about birthday messages, anniversary messages, and the totally useless information VIP newsletter. I think I just said that. Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. E equals nothing. It's science, science, science. That jingle is the most popular, most favorite jingle, according to our listeners. Early on, I think in season two, we had put out a poll on Facebook or something. Maybe I should do it again for this year because we have so many uh, intros and, and um, we have an intro for just about every topic, which is like like 16 or 17 different topics. Maybe I should run a poll. But uh, that was that science jingle was one of the do you original remember, ones. Yeah. Do you remember, Nick, we, we came up with the concept for the show and then we wanted to do the show. We wanted it to have some some quality uh, to the show. We didn't want it to just be two guys talking and, and, yeah. and turn down quality. We wanted it to be a, a, a good show quality. Right. So we said we need jingles. So I broke out my little keyboard and I, with Nick there in the back, you know, on, on the phone, I recorded this on an iPhone. <laughs> That's right. That's the high tech that I we thought have. It was funny. And I said, how does that sound? And we used it. That was it. Yeah. So, I didn't even clean it up. I mean, that's exactly how it was recorded. And yeah. uh, and so there you go. So so we're talking about science. What do you have in the world of science, you mad scientist? Blushing. It's blood rushing to our cheeks. Oh. It is sometimes embarrassing, right? You get embarrassed, you blush. Yeah. But did you know that humans are the only animal capable of blushing? Really? No other animal has the blood vessels in their skin the way we do in our cheeks. You know what? So, As you mentioned that, it's getting hot in here. I'm blushing. Don't take off all your clothes. I am <laughs> getting so hot. I'm going to take my clothes. Put the garbage in. So getting hot in here. <laughs> Hold on. Where's that lady? Oh, <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs> It's a PG show here. Uh, headphones. How about this? How about some headphones that can cure ear infections? 
you're thinking, mm-hmm. what a great idea, right? So there was a 3M Young Scientist Challenge in San Diego, California, and they had a middle school science competition. So a 14-year-old came up with the, the idea. Leanne Fan developed the Finson Headphones, a low-cost headphone device that uses machine learning and blue light therapy to detect and treat middle ear infections in children, potentially preventing up to 60% of hearing loss in children. The what? In- <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, your headphones are, are on a little too tight. The incoming high school freshman won a $25,000 cash prize, a special destination trip, and the prestigious title of America's Top Young Scientist. Now, she's planning on using some of her prize money of $25,000 to start the patent process for the headphones. So these headphones can cure ear infections. How ingenious. Very smart. Very smart little young lady. Yes. NASA just came out and said this. What? Hello, I work for NASA. No. <laughs> they just came out and said that the Milky Way galaxy has over 400 billion stars in it. Now, just think of the sheer size that our galaxy, just the one galaxy, there are millions of galaxies, 400 billion stars. Now, that sounds astronomical and crazy until you realize this. The Earth has 3.4 trillion trees on it. It doesn't even sound capable. But there are 3.04 trillion trees on Earth. The 0.04 trees are probably very small. Now, it's it's great that you mentioned NASA because uh, now we all know, allegedly, that Neil Armstrong was the first person to walk on the moon. Fake news. But (laughs) But how about this? Do you know who the last man on the moon was oh hey this is so great i heard an interview yeah with him yesterday really and he cried he cried and they said to him do you feel like great because you walked on the moon and he said i never felt great to walk on the moon i felt blessed to have the opportunity to walk on the moon how cool is that well as part of the apollo 17 mission eugene cernan and Harrison Schmidt landed on the moon's surface on December 11, 1972. They both walked on the surface, but because Cernan was the last to board the spacecraft after Schmidt, he's officially credited as the last man on the moon. Now, yeah. there's a 20, 2014 documentary about his life entitled The Last Man on the Moon, which is probably what you're talking about or what you watched. Uh, sadly, Cernan, or if his name is how you pronounce his name, he died in 2017, but he is known now as the last man too bad he died because i got a little bone to pick with him why you know i go to the zoo or to a park and there are signs that say leave it the way you found it place Uh your garbage here right and when you put your garbage there (laughs) (laughs) i didn't say that for you to do that i know it just felt so good but it says Leave it the way you found it. Put your garbage here. Meantime, this guy goes to the moon and leaves a whole bunch of garbage there. In fact, he left a broken down car there and all kinds of crap. Yeah, and CA and uh, AAA is still trying to figure out where it is. Yeah, is he paying the insurance still on that car? We're not sure. I'd like to know. Could you imagine (laughs) calling AAA or CAA up here in Canada? 
Hi, uh, I have a broken down car. Okay, where's it located? Um, the third crater on the left on the moon. Could you imagine the alien that carjacked the car? It blew the horn. Went. <laughs> it's like, oh, I have a relative. Meet me. This is my cousin. <laughs> uh, is it my turn or your turn? Whose turn is it? Is it your turn? I, I think it's my my turn. Right. Yeah, it is. Your fruit bowl is radioactive, Nick. I beg your pardon? Oh, my fruit bowl. Okay, yes. Yes, your fruit bowl. Your fruit bowl is radioactive. Yes. Bananas are loaded with potassium. Uh-huh. And potassium, when everything in the universe was radiated, potassium held the radiation. It doesn't give off the radiation the same way, let's say, carbon does. Carbon will shed the radiation very quickly. The potassium stores the radiation. And being that bananas are so full of potassium, you can still find trace radiation from the Big Bang Theory in your banana. Can is, you imagine that? Is your banana glowing or is it just me? Um, how about if you have gold blood type? Well, it would be awesome if golden blood was actually gold, but it's just the name it was given due to its rarity. The blood type, also known as RH null, is extremely rare. Golden blood doesn't have any of the 61 possible antigens, which means that it's able to be donated to those with other rare blood types. So it's almost like having like the gold VIP card of blood types. You can donate and uh, and receive blood from anybody. Or just keep it to yourself. Because exactly. I don't give anybody my blood. Okay. <laughs> Every four days. Now, we've talked on this show about the acid in our stomachs. Yes. It can eat through like the hood of a car. I mean, it's it's really super strong. And you say, how the hell does it stay in the stomach without eating through our bodies, right? Good question. Well, the stomach lining is very, very strong, but it's not that strong. So every four days, your stomach lining replaces itself. What? It grows from underneath. And as the acid eats away the layer, there's a brand new layer there and another one started right behind. It. So every four days, our stomach lining replaces itself. Folks, tell that one to a friend. And then burp, burp right in their face. <laughs> That's right. Burp fire. <laughs> um, so we we often say, listen, laugh, and learn here on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. We encourage you to uh, bring some writing implement with you when you're listening to the show because there will always be one or two, at least one or two items that you hear on the show and you and you have to tell somebody because if you don't write it down, you won't remember it. It's like, you know, some people can tell a great joke. They can remember a joke, but sometimes you can't remember that funny joke because you didn't write it down. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I should have written this one I down. don't know either what you were saying. I should have written it down. No, what we're saying is listen, laugh, and learn. Bring a pen with you. Uh, it's the litmus test, really, of your, your intelligence. In the 14th century, scientists discovered that litmus, which is a mixture of colored organic compounds obtained from lichen, turns red in acid solutions and blue in alkaline solutions, and thus can be used as an acid-base indicator. Centuries later, people began using litmus People started using litmus tests figuratively. They did that as a litmus test to see if it would plan out, etc. So litmus test was actually a scientific thing. To uh, It can be used as an acid-base indicator. You know, I use them every week on my pool. You do? You oh, use those litmus your, Sorry, your pool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't hear the L initially. I'm thinking. No, I, no, I don't stick it in my pool. <laughs> I, I stick it in my pool. 
because if I stuck it in my poo, that wouldn't be very nice. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I use them for my poo. It tells you the pH and the acid, the alkalinity. There you go. Awesome. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So everybody, everybody can learn about that. That's cool. Is it? All right. Uh, you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. We thank you very much for joining us, as 66 other nations have. We're on the iHeartRadio Talk Network, which is coast to coast to coast in Canada. We have three coasts here in Canada. Um, and uh, you can also check us out on the website, as we mentioned. Go to nickroy.com. Check out birthday and anniversary messages. And you can also send us an email by clicking on Contact Us. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? You know, you know, Nick. Um, yes. People, I don't know if people realize, some people are using it, but we have the voice contact. So you can literally go on our website and leave us like a voicemail. So you don't even have to write it, folks. We've made it so simple for you. And now our mailbag's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we can only take one per week, one for Nick, one for me. That's right. And so we take a lot of the 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 odd odder one odder 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 swims. You know, it's so funny when you take muscle relaxers. <laughs> yes. It depends on what muscles are relaxed. Wow. So here's one. Wandy W A N D I Wandy from Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, okay. That is so cool. He says, you guys are super hot down here in Africa. <laughs> and I read that and I was like, wow, that is crazy. And he said, we love your show in Africa. He said, Ak, he said, Ak, A-C-H-M-A-N, Akman, Akman. And I first read that and he says, well, well, we first heard your show when I was in Bahabalas, B-A-H-B-E-L-L-A-S-S, Balabalas, which means, and I looked it up, it's hungover. Oh. When you're Balabalas in Africa, that means you drank too much the night before. So he was hungover. He said, we first heard your show when I guess he had a hangover and he was home maybe listening to the show. He says, now I've told everyone in, in in my village in Cape Town that they should listen to the show. And I've turned on hundreds of people in Africa. You guys are famous in Cape Town. Yeah. Cool. And now they're laughing their Bajas asses off. Yeah. Wandi. Man. Akman. Akman. Which means yes. Like yes, man. Yes, man. You know? Well, um, we're Ahmad. also in one of the 66 countries that were really popular. It's Turks and Caicos. And we mentioned this a few weeks ago, and we're still in like in the top 20 or something uh, based on some <laughs> of the charts. So uh, thank you. I don't I've know. been there. Have you ever been to Turks no, and No, I Caicos? haven't. I think that's one of my on my bucket list. I like Turks and Caicos. It's really, really nice. Yeah. I traveled all around. The only thing is there's wild horses running all over the place. Oh, well, can't have that. There's literally wild horses that nobody owns. They just run in the streets. Um, my email comes from one of my fellow Canadians, Christina from Whistler, BC, a great skiing town, by the way. So if you like some skiing in these winter months, uh, Whistler, BC is uh, one of the great destinations. Uh, Christina writes, Dear Nick and Roy, we love listening to your show. We really get a kick out of the information that you may call useless, but we find really interesting. 
Okay. Mm. We're not going to say totally interesting information because no one would listen. They'd be like, yeah, so? So we yeah. tell you totally useless information. You go, hey, that's interesting. So she wants to know. She was wondering if we can help her with something. Okay, there's your first mistake, but thank you. Mm-hmm. Someone told me that if you ride a really scary ride at Walt Disney World, you can pass kidney stones. Is that true? Well, I'm a Floridian here, very close to Walt Disney World, so yeah. I would probably be the person to speak to about that. Have you ever passed a kidney stone when you went on a, a wild ride at the Walt Disney World? Well, I passed gas. <laughs> That's right. You know, much I, to the chagrin of the people riding in the car with me. That's right. <laughs> so when they say shotgun, they didn't realize it would go off. So yeah, the, the funny thing was, people were taking pictures, and all you saw is this line of cars, and then this fireball coming right. out of the back. Exactly. Of <laughs> so, no, I don't think you could pass a kidney stone, Nick. Well, hold on. So I'll answer her question in a moment. But as an aside here, so are, are you a big fan of like roller coasters and big rides, wild rides like that? I used to like them a lot more yeah. than I do now. I, yeah. I've ridden a lot of them. Yeah, now, no, well, I've never really been a big fan. Like, the carousel is really as wild as I get. But um, and Nick, I, just... I could hardly get out of bed because my back is so bad. You were sticking me on a roller coaster. You're trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass a kidney stone. Yeah, exactly. Where are you going to pass it to, Nick? So listen, Where are you passing it to? It's got to come out someplace. Wait, wait a minute. Hang on. Let me let me just finish my story. So when those rides, some of the rides have, well, first of all, you have to be this tall to ride. And then they have like these medical conditions. It's like if you have like a heart condition, do not go on this ride. If I go on that ride, I'll develop a heart condition. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let, let me get right to her, answering her question. After multiple people claimed they had passed kidney stones while riding the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad ride, okay, mm. a research team at Michigan State University decided to take a look at the situation in 2016. They conducted the test using a model kidney. They found that there was a 64% successful pass rate for those seated in the rear of the roller coaster. But the number was just 16% for those seated in the front. So it depends on where you sit. Unfortunately, this has only worked at Big Thunder Mountain. We tried Space Mountain and Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster and both failed. So yeah. the ideal coaster is rough and quick. You know what? Uh, listen, what was her name again? Her name was uh, Christina. Christina. Christina Dropastone. That's right. Exactly. Uh, on the show today, we talked about geography. Uh, we talked about some fashion. We told people to go to hell, but really liked it. And we talked about science. <laughs> it's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. A West Carlton man accused of holding up Fifth Third Bank on Wednesday. West Carlton, where is that? Uh, that is in, uh, doesn't tell me what the state is. You know, these are, yeah, I don't know right. what that is. All right, well, Fifth Third Bank, probably Ohio, but go ahead. That's a that's a big Ohio bank. Is it really? I believe so, yes. Could be Minnesota. It is Ohio. You're right. It's Ohio. Ohio, Yay! congratulations. You have an all-expense-paid trip to hell. I got so much money that I, got, I know all the banks. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And you know what? Fifth Third sounds like the amount of interest they give you. after a conversation with a bank teller he passed her a note that stated this is a robbery the note was handwritten on the back of a deposit slip so first of all this guy's not too bright he's making withdrawal and he put the note on a deposit slip okay no okay no no. okay so if he's gonna do it right listen if you're gonna hold up a bank 
and you're going to write your note on a slip, you do it on a withdrawal slip, not a deposit slip. What's the matter with you? Of course. And you, you always write, my name is Nick from the Totally Useless Information Show. This way. They- That's right. <laughs> and they'll deposit my ass in jail. So he told exactly. the teller. He told the teller, if you don't know if I'm armed or not, so just push your alarm button. So he told the teller. For, so first of all, okay, this guy, this genius, wrote a, a bank a bank um, robbery note on a deposit slip instead of withdrawal. Then he told the teller whether or not he was uh, uh, armed or not. He told her to push the alarm button. Okay. No, no. What's wrong with this guy? So this guy waited inside the bank and surrendered to police when they arrived. Uh, he wanted to go to jail. While officers were on the way, the bank security firm reported that they were watching the suspect, later identified as Wilson, on a live video feed. Yeah, he was in that movie, uh, Castaway. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and his head, well, was, his head was just round as a volleyball. The security yeah. staff provided Wilson's description and updated officers on his movements. We were able to he make... Had descri- they had his description. Uh, yeah. White volleyball. <laughs> Slightly bruised. We were able to make phone contact with the bank ourselves and got that suspect to come out of the bank without any incident. Police did not find any weapons when they arrested Wilson, so he wasn't armed. Oh, During no. a police interview, Wilson said he planned the robbery and had stopped at Chipotle next door to use the restroom because he was nervous. So he actually went next door to Chipotle to make his real deposit. That, no. <laughs> <laughs> True. So he went to the Chipotle next door to make his deposit, as you put it, because he right. was nervous. Oh, by the way, the amount of money that he wanted from the bank teller when he said this is like a stick up, one dollar. Oh, no. OK, so let's get this straight. Yeah. Wilson is a homeless guy that wants to get arrested, correct? I'm not sure if he's homeless. They weren't. They didn't give an identity. No. Wilson's a homeless guy that's better off in jail because he gets three hots in a cot. <laughs> three. Right? Yeah. So Wilson is held in the Montgomery J- County Jail on 25000 of those dollars on bail. All right, wait a second. So he wants a dollar, and they hold him on $25,000 bail. Right. Oh, my God. Exactly. And Wilson, we know Wilson can't come up with, it with $1 scratched to his, his name. And uh, he, he, he's definitely not going to make bail. No, he's not. So the poor guy, will like, what did you say, three hots and a cot? He's not. Wilson's right now. Uh, those of you in Canada, you don't realize what happens here in the United States. Our jails are now like country clubs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wilson's watching cable TV. He's getting three hot meals. He's complaining about his pillow, that it's not orthopedically proper. Yeah. Okay, he's got non-allergenic blankets. He works out three times a day. He has a library, and he and he, and he has nothing to complain about, and all because he, he did a stick up on a bank. That's the most ridiculous thing. Thank God it's not Florida. No, it's People not. People from Ohio are nuttier than Florida. Oh, this just <laughs> in: he used to live in Florida. No, just kidding. Uh, that's no. all the time that we have for this week's episode of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Thank you very much for joining us. We will scour the internet and many other sources to gather totally useless information just for you. And we like to think that every week we deposit this useless information into your brain. So tell all of your friends, go to nickandroy.com. Tell all your friends to go to nickandroy.com and listen to every episode, guys. They are There's some really great, funny, funny episodes. And some of them you just get to hear Nick talking on and on and on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is some of the reactions from the listeners. Mm, I'm Nick. 
<laughs> oh, my God. And I'm going to dump some garbage. I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of NickAndRoy.com. Visit NickAndRoy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>